Welcome to episode eight of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. I'm Danny Lacey, and right now I'm going through the pains of growing a business from the ground up. As CEO and founder of a video marketing company, I've got the responsibility and accountability of having employed over 25 staff, servicing over 150 clients, generating revenue of over £2 million, and dealing with the stress and anxiety of growing a business from the ground up, including times where we almost lost everything. This is the Diary of an Entrepreneur. Now, in this episode, which I've titled The Good, The Bad and The Unpredictability of Running a Media Business, I'll be talking about the good experiences of running and growing a video marketing business, some of the bad experiences and some of the more unpredictable things that have happened to me in business over the years. Now, for anybody thinking about venturing into running their own business, be prepared for the reality of, in my experience, the 90-10 rule. 90% of the time, you'll be rolling your sleeves up and working your arse off, stressed, anxious, and putting out a lot of fires. Then there's the 10% where it's celebrating small wins and actually um, enjoying the process of growing a business. So, let's get started with the Diary of an Entrepreneur. As ever, we always start with uh, a look back at the week at Starter Media to see what's going on in the business and where we're at at the minute. Um, It's been a really busy week. Obviously, it's Christmas time and uh, we're in the throes of uh, the festive season at Starter and uh, planning for closing the office down over the Christmas period. So we're planning for 2021 at the minute and what will be our last quarter of the current financial year And there's a few goals that we set at the beginning of the financial year that we would like to achieve. And so our marketing and sales team are working on those various projects to get it over the line before the end of March, which is the end of our financial year. And that's when we review and assess all the goals and the vision for the business to see if we've been successful on any of those points. And so it's that kind of last furlong type thing. Uh, We've just finished a week's virtual placement with 10 media students from Wakefield College, which was a fantastic experience with lots of positive feedback from the students who were fully engaged throughout the week and it's something that we'll definitely do again next year. Uh, We keep saying it each year but we should be winding down for the holidays now. However, we're getting busier uh, each day with some uh, projects nearing completion and lots of last minute projects coming in which is of course amazing and fantastic and would never complain about that. Uh, But the team are working really hard at the minute and we close up shop on uh, Wednesday evening, I think it is. I'm recording this on Monday, by the way. Uh, I'm also looking at our next two recruits in January and February 2021 and working on job descriptions right now for the recruitment process uh, because we've hit an important threshold in the business, which means it's time to expand our capacity. We've had a few client wins recently and it means that we need to increase increase our capacity uh, to be able to deliver what our clients need from us. All right, so a little insight into what's going on in the business as we head towards the Christmas break. But right now, let's get back to this episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Let's do it. All right, so uh, this is probably going to be the last one, I reckon, before Christmas. We'll take a couple of weeks off, and then back in January, we're edging ever closer to episode 10, which is amazing. Um, So we're looking at the good, the bad, and the unpredictability of running a a media business. Uh, And so I'm going to start with the good. Always good to start with the good. And, uh, and, And listen, even though for the most part, this episode might sound a little bit negative, a little bit um, depressing in parts, 
It's just the reality of running a business. All right. I'd like to sugarcoat it, but I tell you what, the whole point of this podcast is to be honest, open, transparent, and share everything. Um, and there is a lot of good in it as well, by the way. And, and so this first part of this episode is to go over the good bit. So again, if you, and this is what the, this podcast is definitely targeted to people who uh, are looking at setting up a business, maybe in the very early stages of setting up a business or business owners that have been going for a while now and they're going through a lot of stuff, good, bad, and everything in between. And they just like to hear that other people are in the same boat and that it's not just them. So, um, so yeah, so the good part of running a business and the big one for me is I get to do what I love doing day in, day out. I'm often asked, do you enjoy what you do? Um, some business owners fall into business, just acts purely by accident. And then they end up having to, uh, carry on, uh, where they are and, and just keep going, even though they might not necessarily enjoy what it is that they're doing. Um, but I do, I love what I do. I love the industry that we are in. And there's nothing like being your own boss. You choose how hard you work. You set your goals and targets. It's a great feeling. Uh, But that said, your clients are still your boss. And so you never truly are your own boss. That's a myth. All right. It's great going into business thinking, yeah, I'm going to do this because I'm going to be my own boss. Nobody tells me what to do and all that. But in in reality, that's absolute nonsense. You, You have lots, instead of having one boss, when you work for somebody, you have lots of bosses and, um, and, and some of them can be, uh, a little more stern than others. So yeah, it's a myth. You're not your own boss. You are far from your own boss. And not only have you got clients that are your boss, but you've also got your team staff who are also your boss. Uh, you have a responsibility to help them and do the things that they ask and so on. So, uh, so yeah, that's the first one, even though it's great working for yourself and it is, you know, you are obviously there is more flexibility in your working week. Um, but with that comes added stress, but anyway, uh, there's the buzz of, um, that you get off of knowing that some of your key decisions as a business owner have paid off when they pay off and, uh, helped win new clients, retain current clients. You've hired the right people. Um, and then, introducing the right processes and so on. This is a fuzzy feeling you get knowing that the decisions that you're making are working. And listen, we all make mistakes, but for the most part, um, you know, if you've got that business acumen, you'll make more good decisions than you do bad decisions. And when you see those decisions pay off, again, whether it's through processes that you've introduced or coaching with the team, or you've guided a client in a different direction and that's ended up paying off for the client, You know, there's loads of little situations like that, which make you feel really, really good about doing what you do and justifies everything that you do. Um, Sometimes the smaller wins can feel the best as well. That one conversation that you've had with a member of the team that motivates the hell out of them, and this is quickly reflected in their performance and that performance increases the growth of the business or the retention of a client. Um, that kind of thing also can be really pleasurable as well and, and can get you excited and motivated and get you out of bed in the morning. Hearing that a member of your team is buying a house. I remember the first time this happened and it was just amazing. So um, knowing that we play, the business plays a small part in that, that we've, you know, we're paying a salary and that salary is going towards um, living expenses, but not just the food and the electric bills and all that sort of stuff, but the fact that it's going towards helping people buy a house. Um, and and that feels 
you know, that feels amazing. And then eventually you get to hear about uh, new children coming into the world and that they're growing a family because a lot of our staff in the early days, they were all quite early, young, and they didn't have kids or a house, but then they became older and they uh, got married and then they were having children and buying houses. So hearing all that sort of stuff is great. And again, you know, you do play a small part in that uh, as much as as much as you like to uh, n- recognize that or not recognize that, that, you know, you still play a part in that. You're growing a business that is enabling the business to pay wages and keep people in work and enables uh, team to expand their families and expand their lifestyle. And, you know, that's a nice fuzzy feeling when you think about it. Um, also being able to impact their careers as well with coaching and introducing new opportunities. A big thing for me in business is I want to help. I, I'm not... I'm not wet enough. Be- I'm not wet, totally wet behind the ears. Right? I'm not completely naive to think that this everybody that's with the business right now is going to stay with us forever. It very rarely happens in this day and age. People move on. Um, people can become complacent, decide that they want to give themselves a bigger challenge. Sometimes the business and the person in the business go separate ways or drift apart, just like in relationships. And you have to accept that. And and actually, I'm fine with that. And I'm at one with that and at ease with that. And actually, I would like to help with that. So if I've got a member of the team that wants to move on, wants to enhance their career, I will help. I will literally, if I have contacts within the business they want to go and work in or in the industry they want to go and work in, I will help them. I will try and open doors for them. I wouldn't dream of holding and keeping somebody in the business um, just for the sake of it or try and take legal action if they tried to leave us and all that. It literally, um, again, not naive enough to think that somebody would want to stay at my business forever. This is my business. I want to stay here forever because it's my business. And that makes sense, um, but not for the team. So being able to help them in their career, again, gives you a nice fuzzy feeling. Um, you can't you know, you can fight as hard as you want to try and keep people within your business. But when they're, when they've made a decision and it's time for them to move on, you just have to accept that and move with it. Um, winning new clients, always an amazing feeling. Um, to think that a business wants to trust you with their marketing spend is just humbling. It's one of the most humbling things I think you'll ever experience in business. There's so much effort that goes into acquiring new clients. And there really is a, a feeling of jubilation when you when you get that call or you get that email saying that you've won most of the projects that we work on now, for the most part, we're having to tender against other companies, pitch against other companies. And we win. Uh, we've got quite a high win rate, which we're very fortunate about and uh, and very uh, um, happy with, obviously. So when we win a client, then um, we celebrate. And when we're working in the office back before COVID, we have a bell and we ring that bell in the office and we get everybody on the landing and we all share the news and we all get super excited. And it's great for the whole team because then the production department are looking forward to the, for that job to land so they can create the content. Account and project management are really excited about dealing with a new client, with a exciting new projects. Um, and it just feels really, really good. And at the top of the business, the head of the business, you remember those early days when it was just you winning clients and now you and the team are getting excited. And that just feels amazing. Um, just as pleasing as current client, uh, just as pleasing as winning new clients, uh, retaining current clients is also just as pleasing. When a client comes back for more, there's no better feedback than when they want to continue to work with you. Testament to what you and the team are trying to achieve. And, and it feels amazing. They'll, you know, we get many clients that come in and they just, uh, they'll uh, invest in one video 
just a one-off ad hoc video. We'll create the video and then they come back wanting more. They want to continue. Oh, we love what you did with this video. Can you do, we've got these other things that we want you to do for us now. And that just feels lovely because that then justifies and is testament again to what you as the business owner have created within the business, the culture, the processes, the core values, that obsession with delivering uh, the wow factor for clients. It's all paying off decisions that you've maybe made 10 years ago. They're paying off in these moments and it feels good. And you should celebrate those wins. And I've been guilty of this. I've not given myself enough time to be able to reflect on these and to be able to um, look at why we won them at the retention and why we got that client back and why they're spending more money with us. Um, instead of just kind of moving on to the next thing, very forward thinking, always thinking of new clients coming in. Um, and that's why I think a lot of companies, bigger organizations make this mistake. Like the, let's look at the the mobile phone um, business, like O2s and the Vodafones of the world. You see many adverts on TV where they're offering all these crazy deals for new, new customers and then forget about the current customers. And how do you feel if you're a client of or a customer of Vodafone's, for example, and you've been with them for 10 years and they're offering this unbelievable deal to attract new customers uh, to Vodafone and you're sat there going, well, hang on a minute, I've been paying the same amount for God knows how long now and there you are offering the next two years for free or whatever it is. How about me? It's the same kind of mentality in business. You should always, always, always look after and treat your current clients as if they're a brand new client with every new project that comes in, every inquiry that comes in, every conversation you have should be treated as if they were a brand new client. Well, certainly with the level of enthusiasm and excitement that you would get with a brand new client and mistakes that we've often made uh, in the past, but it just feels good. feels nice. That retention is there and um, it, it's just, yeah, it just justifies everything that you've tried to do. Then there's the planning for the future, setting goals and making decisions in the business to help you achieve those goals and the feeling you get when you meet those goals, which feels amazing. Because let's be honest, it's very rare uh, when we set goals that we really actually get to meet those goals and achieve those goals. But that's the things, that's just the reality of it sometimes. The reason to set goals for the main part is to give you something to aim for. You know, aim for the stars and you will reach the moon. That kind of philosophy. And that is all the good stuff of running a business. And listen, there is many, many more uh, good uh, things behind running a business and each business owner will experience different things. Um, those are just some of the things that I've experienced uh, in my time over the last God knows how many years, decades now have been involved in business in some form or other. Uh, the next bit, this is probably, I could, this is a, probably a, a podcast on its own, but this is the bad, all right? This is the bad stuff that I've experienced, certainly in my time and uh, from conversations I've had with other business owners over the years, but this could be several podcast episodes all on its own, but I'm going to truncate it into just bullet points uh, just to give you a little bit of insight. So owning and growing your own business will affect your body, mind, relationships and finances and not always in a positive way. You are going to go through the the mill. You are going to go through the bad stuff and it's going to affect everything. There have been moments in my business life when I have been physically affected. I have literally had to go to hospital because I've not been well. All right. I got psoriasis out of being stressed. All right. And that's what I was diagnosed with. It's on my legs. It's a like it looks like eczema almost, but it's not. It's a skin thing. And uh, I've had it for many, many years now, but it was brought on by stress. The doctors said that it can be brought on by stress and 
they diagnosed it as that. And there's been tons of other stuff, lack of sleep, just the, the headaches and um, just the physical not feeling well about things. Uh, you know, it has a massive knock on effect. Then there's the uh, psychological aspect of the mental health side of it. You know, it's going to put you in bad moods. You're going to have mood swings. They say that most entrepreneurs are bipolar in some way or other, um, you know, so it will affect you. And the more you do it, the longer you go at it, the harder times you go through, it's going to have a massive ne- negative effect. No matter how positive you are, no matter how much of a front you put on with people and tell them that everything's okay, I promise you it will affect you in some form or other. And you need to be, well, you'll never be prepared for that, but you need to be able to deal with that at some level. Otherwise the wheels will come off. There's the feeling stressed all the time, constantly putting out um, fires, uh, feeling anxious, and then many other feelings that will in the end affect your health. And for me, that's one of the most important parts because, you know, you have a lot of that back to back for years and years and suddenly it it does have a full effect on your mental well-being and how you feel physically you're going to feel drained you're going to have you know I'm a positive person for the most part and I've always been like that throughout my entire life I've been positive bouncing off the walls maybe it's an ADHD thing I don't know but I've always been positive always glasses are full even now however after a while of going through some really tough times, it does still have an effect. But I am, again, self-aware enough to realise that and I'm coping with that and I'm better at coping with it now than I was, let's say, 10 years ago. Uh, but I wish I knew then what I know now, that there are more important things in life than just business and clients and staff and all that and not to overstress when you don't need to overstress and certainly not to focus on the smaller things. That was one big problem of mine is just focusing on the little things that don't matter. Let go. Concentrate on the bigger, more important stuff. Um, anyway, uh, so there's that. There's the uh, stress of everything. People around you are going to think you're a dreamer while you attempt to grow your business and get your business off the ground, which only highlights just how much growing a successful business is actually making miracles because that's what it is. It's a miracle. You know, the stats are heavily stacked against anybody in business. I don't know the exact stats, the current stats off the top of my head, but it's it's something very, very high. A lot of businesses fail within the first year, two years, three years. Uh, and so getting beyond that is a miracle. And people see that. People will know that. You mentioned you're trying to set a business up, doing whatever it is that you're doing. People will look at you as if to say, yeah, you're a dreamer, even family. And you've got to be all right with that. Uh, You will never be satisfied. You will never feel like you're in control. Your business will never be 100% as you want it to be. And that will frustrate the hell out of you. Even if you are uh, the most relaxed person or the most organized person, it will come and bite you at some point. There are forces out of your control that will shape your business and it will become a self-evolving beast at some point that you have obviously some control over, but there are significant parts of the business that you don't have control over. And us business owners are control freaks. All right. I'd say a high percentage, uh, slight disclaimer, of course, not everybody is a control freak, but I'd say most people running a business are control freaks. All right. There I am sticking my neck out, putting my neck on the line and uh, making a bit of a bold statement there. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, so yes, be prepared for your uh, business to become a self-evolving beast at some point that you just, well, shouldn't be in complete control of, let's be honest. 
Here are the things that have given me the biggest headaches in business and almost resulted in me giving up on several occasions. It's pretty much everything. It's cash flow, staff issues, finding new clients, keeping clients happy, losing control of your own time, which is a big, big deal. And a problem that you get that only gets worse the bigger you get. People are literally pulling at you in all different directions. Your calendar looks like a mishmash of just utter nonsense that you have no control um, over. Even though you can watch, listen, we all read those books about time management, taking control of your time and usually American, but it's nigh, nigh on impossible to have full control of your diary running a business. All right, I don't care what book you're reading or um, what great um, protocols you have in place or procedures you have in place. Time management, for the most part, if you're the head of a business, a growing business, a fast growing business, is out of your control. Yes, you'll get to a certain size when you are able to control your diary a bit more, but for the most part, it's just an absolute utter um, mess. Um, things taking longer than expected. So growing the business, uh, we're probably a, I'm probably a few years behind where I actually wanted to be at this moment in time. And uh, I just have to deal with that. Again, it's things that have been out of my control that have affected the growth of the business, but it's frustrating. You have to be patient. And even though I am quite a patient person, generally speaking, there are times the older I get where I'm thinking, I just needed this to happen already, whatever this is. Um, I find myself being frustrated for the most time. So just simply because there are many aspects of the business that I want to tweak and improve, but because there are so many moving parts in the business that we have at the minute, in the at the size that we're at, making even the smallest change can feel like pushing an elephant up a hill. Um, and when you get to a certain size, things do start to take a little longer to implement as there are look, so many considerations uh, at stake uh, happening um, with any decision within a business now. And even though you're the boss, in inverted commas, um, to bring in new ideas and new thoughts, you still got to go through a process. You, st you just can't th throw uh, stuff at st staff and get them, expect them to pivot as much as you would might pivot in business. So you've got to follow a process. You put the processes in place, you have to follow those processes. And as a business owner, I find it really difficult to switch off. And this can be a good thing and it can also be a really bad thing as well because I don't mind thinking about business. I enjoy business. You know, I have my best ideas at nighttime. I have my best ideas while I'm asleep. I have my best ideas when I wake up in the morning. It's just random any time of the day, really. So to switch off means I could potentially be losing out on those ideas. However, um, not being able to switch off at bedtime on during days off in the evenings, weekends or holidays, I'm always switched on for work and available and I can't afford to be absent for any period of time. So if I wanted to switch off and I wanted to take a break away from business, it's impossible for me to do that with the business that I have right now. However, the business is getting closer, closer and closer, much closer to that point whereby it can run itself without me being around for at least a few weeks or so, almost, but not quite. Although my staff will be convinced that they could cope without me for more than a few weeks, the truth is that's just not the case. And as the business owner and your instincts, you just know that that's true. So, but like I say, a couple more hires and some staff being moved around here or there and, and more coaching. We are not a million miles away from me being able to just step back a little bit from the business to have some me time or to concentrate on other things or to concentrate on working on the business instead of in the business. And I'm looking forward to that moment and I'm looking forward to that more than anything, just to see the team working as a well-oiled machine without me having to get too involved, uh, which can sometimes upset the apple cart 
Um, because I don't always make the right decisions, but you know, decisions have to be made at some point. So, um, so that's some of the bad, some of the stuff that I've experienced. And again, there are a lot more uh, negative stuff that can happen in business for the most part. Again, the 90-10 rule, 90% of it is literally putting out fires, stress, anxiety, all the negative physical stuff that comes with it, and so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, be prepared for that if you're thinking about setting up a business, just tiptoe in. And then final, uh, finally, part three, the unpredictability. And this could be good and it could be bad, um, unpredictable things. Uh, there are many things in business that will knock you down, pick you up and even give you a hug when you least expect it to. Clients constantly changing their minds, moving the goalposts or putting a job on hold for the foreseeable future. This always affects so many aspects of your business, including the schedule of the team, and cash flow. Uh, in an ideal world, all projects are 100% predictable. There's a solid start date, there's a solid middle date, and there's a definitive end date. And the same goes for payment milestones. All right. The reality is very different. And this does have a knock on effect uh, throughout the business because you've got various departments working on particular projects and one department can't do a certain thing until another department has done their thing. And if the clients change their mind and move things around, then that has a knock on effect and it can stress the team out. Now, listen, clients are well within their rights to change their minds. And as a business, we remain incredibly flexible throughout the whole process, but it still has a knock on effect. And um, you go into a project, you quote for that project, and a big part of the project is timeline. So this is the beginning and end, and they very rarely end up uh, meeting, matching when we when we review it and look back at it. There's always, it's either twice as long or a percentage, it's taken a percentage longer than it normally would do, which again, has had little knock-on effects throughout the business. But again, we're flexible, that's our job, but we still have to deal with it. Uh, staff making mistakes. As much as you can coach and train, and have meetings and remind people nobody is perfect and you have to account for human error. It's going to happen. All right. You will often have to come swooping in to fix issues uh, that are out of your hand to deal with clients who are upset because something's not being delivered on time or on brand. Now, remember, everything that happens to the business can always be traced back to you. It can be attributed to bad processes, lack of coaching, guidance, and that comes down to you in some form or other. Indirectly, it still comes back to you. So think about that. And this is a lesson I've learned massively over the years. You know, if something bad happens in the business, somebody makes a mistake, I've been guilty of, you know, blaming and and uh, not shouting. I don't really, I've never shouted in business, but certainly having a stern conversation with somebody, maybe unfairly without looking in the mirror and thinking, hang on a minute, is this my fault? Is it something that I did um, to make that that project difficult for that member of staff? And then not realizing what it's like, because I've been on the other end of those phone calls and it doesn't feel good. The conversation ends, the person that, that dealt the stern, um, the stern feedback or gave the bollocking or whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, you know, they put the phone down and then they're on to the next thing. They don't really think about it. They've said their piece and the way they go, but they don't really think about what's happening to the member of the team at the other end of that, who's having to deal with that crap that's been thrown at them and they may be thinking hang on a minute it's not my fault you I was told to do it this way and I did it this way and it did so there's so many moving parts so many things that could that happen and that you're unaware of because you're not working deep within the business um so going straight to the the blame game so the point I'm trying to make is be prepared and account for human error it is going to happen 
it'll have varying scales or uh, sorry, it'll have a, fa- a varying degree of effect on the business uh, from the most severe where you could potentially lose a client because of it through to the just kind of minimal little bump in the road type of scenario. And you have to be prepared for, for it all. And your job is to put out fires before they even start. So preventing those fires before they even start. So you need to be everywhere, eyes in every department, looking at all different processes and trying to figure out and help people before they get to that moment. And that's why for me, spending a lot of time with the team is important. Those one-to-ones, setting up those processes, being fussy. If things aren't being done properly, those I's aren't dotted, those T's aren't crossed and certain elements of the business, having that conversation and saying, look, This is imperative. This is an incredibly important part of your role. It has to be done. It's not negotiable and it's not voluntary. It's compulsory. It's got to be done. And just reminding people may put out a few fires, help prevent a few fires uh, in the future. Um, So, yes, uh, so so there you go. Human error uh, within the team happens often and we have to deal with it. Um, Other uh, unpredictabilities, Mother Nature uh, can often hinder you. I'm talking about devastating weather conditions, disease, pandemics, i.e. COVID, and so on. Stuff that you cannot predict, but it happens and you have to have something in place to be able to survive. And I mean, nobody could have predicted what's happening at the minute. That's unprecedented. None of us have experienced this in our lifetime. And so this is unique and we're all having to, most of us are having to make stuff up as we go along to try and get through this. Uh, and there are things out there to help, uh, not for everybody, but we're doing what we can. It's still something that I would not have predicted towards the end of 2019, but yet here we are, and now we're having to put out a lot of fires. Uh, the state of the economy can have a massive impact on business. Some industries can be hit harder during the downturn in the uh, economic or uh, during a downturn in the economy or a recession. And finally, a big one for me: a client's not paying on time. Um, and some not paying at all, which punches a massive black hole in your cash flow and can almost cripple your business. So getting in control of your account. And again, this is something from experience that has taken us ages to get on top of. We've got a really good accounting system in place at the minute. Not everybody pays us on time. However, for the most part, it's within a certain bracket that we're happy with. So we're on top of that. But in the early days, you know, we didn't really have a solid process in place for getting paid. Clients are never going to come to us uh, and say, oh, we need to pay you. You've got to chase for the most, you know, the high percentage you'll have to chase. And it might be just a few days over the due pay date, but still that's a few days that your company's going without that money. And it might be around payroll time when you're a grand or a couple of grand too short uh, to pay everybody. And so, you know, that's a big one for me. And that's, that means a lot of upfront conversations um, befriending the people in the accounts departments who end up paying um, the invoices and just making sure you've got a good relationship all around. You're reminding people when their payments are due. And if they're a couple of days over, just sending them a little nudge on email just to say, this is due, would you mind? Um, and all those types of things, which if you don't get on top of in the early days, will just run away from you. You know, we nearly went out of business because a client owed us circa £70,000 that we allowed to grow uh, in credit over a six, seven, eight month period that very nearly put a mass, such a big hole in the business that we were going under. And, you know, we had to pivot, move hard, and we're still technically catching up with that massive hole. That's a lot of money to have in a, as a cash flow hole in a very small business. So stuff like that uh, in the past hasn't 
um, helped. So, uh, so there you go. And that's it. That's the end of this episode. Just a little insight into many things that you can experience across the gamut of emotions when running a business. And so the lessons, I guess, learned in this particular episode and the experiences over the years is growing a business from the ground up and maintaining that business is very hard work and is often a thankless task. All right. You won't get many people patting you on the back very often. You will, however, get lots of raised eyebrows. You will have to fight, fight and fight harder through all the crap that can land in front of you on your journey. It's all about a realistic belief in what you are wanting to achieve. You have to believe in what you are doing and you have to enjoy what it is that you're trying to achieve. The minute you lose faith, not in a religious way, but the minute you lose faith in what you're doing, it's time to move on. It's important to know why you are doing what you are doing. What do you personally want from all of this? All right. Have you stopped for a second to think about what you want from this? Why are you working? Why are you literally going to war to grow your business? It's important to choose your battles wisely after all. Is this a battle you want to spend the next 15 years plus of your life fighting? Think about that. I didn't in the early days. Always expect the unexpected. Never assume anything Try to plan for losing your biggest clients and with that in mind, always deliver your best work and services to all clients. Running a business sounds exciting. This is a big lesson, all right? It sounds exciting. Oh, I'm an entrepreneur. Oh, I'm a businessman or business person. And for 10% of the time, it can be. Running a business is all about future goals and expectations. It's a journey and an unpredictable one for the most part. It's essential to have a roadmap for your journey, but don't ever count on staying on course. You will need to go off the beaten track to eventually end up where you want to be. And on that metaphor, thank you for listening to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, an open and honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress, I'm not trying to teach you anything. I'm just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm all over social media. And if you want to reach out to me directly, please drop me an email, dannylacy at stardermedia.co.uk. And Starder Media is Starder, S-T-A-D-A. All right. Danny Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y at stardermedia.co.uk. Quick Google search. You'll be able to find me dead easy. Thanks again for listening and join me on the next episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. 